Today's sponsor is Headspace. You slept every night of your life, so you should be pretty good at it by now, right? Unfortunately, many of us don't get the quality sleep that we need and could use a little bit of help, and that's where Headspace has got you covered. It's your daily dose of mindfulness in the form of guided meditations in an easy-to-use app. And while they have meditations devoted to helping you reduce stress and increase your overall sense of well-being, they have an entire library of sleep stories, sleep music, and other sleep sounds that can help you get the quality sleep you desperately need. And for busy lifestyles, they have what's called wind downs. It's meditations and breathing exercises that are as short as three minutes so they can fit into anybody's schedule. I personally use Headspace myself. I've tried out some of the sleep stuff. It actually works. Like to me, it actually makes a difference. So Headspace, it's backed by 25 published studies on its benefits, 600,000 five-star reviews. That's a lot. And over 60 million downloads. Try it today for free and start sleeping soundly. So right now, our listeners get 30% off Headspace's entire library of meditations. Just go to headspace.com slash sleep pod for 30% off your subscription, but only until May 12th. This is the best deal offered right now. Head to headspace.com slash sleep pod today. This is the Smart Passive Income Podcast with Pat Flynn, session number 242. Welcome to the Smart Passive Income Podcast, where it's all about working hard now so you can sit back and reap the benefits later. And now your host, he wants you to become the next success story for the podcast, Pat Flynn. Hey, everybody, what's up? Thank you so much for joining me today in this session of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. I appreciate you spending time with me today and our special guest, Christina Nicholson from MediaMavenAndMore.com. She and I are gonna talk about PR, public relations. And when it comes to bloggers and podcasters and any of us who have a message to share, you know, PR is often put aside because PR, most people think is, well, the uh, TV, newspaper, magazine sort of, element or arm of exposure. And in the online world, that is seems to be becoming less and less of a, necess- uh, of a necessity. However, as Christina will tell you, and as I will tell you, um, there's, there are huge opportunities there because of that. There's, there's a lot of news uh, stations and magazines and newspapers who are looking for information that you have to offer and looking to share people like you and are willing to do that. They just need to know who you are and how you got there and your story and how you can help them. So, we're gonna talk about reaching out, getting more exposure on things like podcasts and blogs and you know all the stuff that we normally talk about here on the site. But more importantly, we're also going to talk about how you could potentially get on TV, how you could get into your local news station, how you can get onto a magazine or a newspaper and things like that. So uh, this will definitely give a big boost, not only to your potential traffic numbers and just general exposure, but also your authority too, because when people see you on these kinds of platforms, it automatically raises your level of authority and then it allows you to build more trust with your audience, uh, especially when they first find you for the first time, much faster when they see those things. And I've been blessed to be featured on news sites before, uh, Forbes, uh, New York Times, and also Fox News here, uh, the local station here in San Diego. Uh, And that was really cool. And those videos have actually been seen a few times. They're on my YouTube channel. I'll link to them in the show notes as well. Uh, but for now, we're going to talk all about this and, and how you can cut through the noise and, and get noticed. So here we go. This is Christina Nicholson from MediaMavenAndMore.com. What's up, everybody? I'm so happy to welcome Christina Nicholson to the show. Christina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this topic of PR because in the space that I'm in, the blogging world, online entrepreneurship, you know, a lot of us are very focused on 
content marketing and what we do on our blogs and social media. And we don't even think about PR, or if we do, we don't even feel like it's right for us. So I'm so excited for this topic. But before we even get into that, why don't you talk about what it is that you do and introduce yourself to uh, everybody? Okay, well, my background actually is not in PR. I got started as a TV reporter and anchor. I did that for about 10 years. And I left the business about a year and a half ago. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. And being in TV news is not very family-friendly. I mean, you could work on Christmas morning, standing outside of a crime scene, you know, last-minute notice. So um, I went into PR, and I thought it would be more flexible. Um, And it was a little bit. But at the end of the day, you know, I wanted to be the one in control of my life, as you know, you know, and all Mm -hmm. of your listeners know. So I went off on my own and I started my own business a little over a year ago. So I help small business owners, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs um, earn media exposure through media relations, creating videos for them to share on their websites or social media and also through writing and blogging as well. Very nice. And what is the name of your business? It is Media Maven. And where, what's the URL so people can find you? It's mediamavenandmore.com. And more, I like that. I, li- <laughs> I, I like this because, you know, I've had, uh, I've been blessed to have a little bit of media exposure in some news articles here and there and Forbes and New York Times. And I've, I had a TV station, Fox News, come over to film some stuff. But that was all them reaching out to me. You're helping people actually reach out to actually attract some of this stuff. And so I'm very curious, where does one even start when it comes to mastering your PR? That's a great question because a lot of people, when they get started, they say, oh, I just want media. I I just want to be everywhere. It doesn't really matter. But Mm -hmm. it's important to know your goal. You want to be where your audience is. And Pat, you notice those outlets that came to you, they are very entrepreneurial focused. Right. So you need to know your goal and you need to go where your audience is. And then after that, you need to do a lot of homework and you need to find the journalist who you want to reach out to. Because the biggest problem that I experienced when I was in TV, because you got to remember, I was getting pitched all day, every day for 10 years. Right. And it was very obvious to me that I was one of 500, 1,000 people receiving the exact same email at the exact same time. And even though it is a lot more time-consuming to craft pitches that are personalized to the person you're pitching, it really is effective. So pretend Forbes didn't come to you and you wanted to be in Forbes. And there's a writer at Forbes who talks about online business. If you reach out to that writer and you say, hey, I noticed that last week you were just talking about John Lee Dumas and Mm -hmm. me and him go way back and we have this connection and you may be interested in hearing what I'm doing. If you say something like that in an email or a phone call, that is going to stand out to them because nine times out of the 10, they are not pitched like that. They, they're pitched in a big group of people and it's very obvious. So you really want to personalize your pitch. And that's why it's important to start off by having a goal of where you want to be seen. Nice. So personalization is going to be an important component of that. And I totally agree. Actually, the way that you reached out to me was like how several people have been doing it lately, which is going above and beyond just the email, but actually sending me a video. And it it was awesome. So thank you for doing that. And again, just a few minutes up front can actually pay off quite big. But even before we get into some of the more strategic things here, let's go and backtrack a little bit. You'd mentioned about being proactive about your PR, but why, why would we wanna do that in the first place? When there's all this other stuff going on, social media, content marketing, 
why should one, in your eyes, even focus on this kind of media, the newspapers and, and the news and, and things like that? Why is that important? Well, it's almost like, I mean, I guess I could compare it to guest posting. When you guest post, you are being seen in front of another audience, not just your own like you would be on social media. Mm. Um, but a lot of people, they they want this media exposure for different reasons. I've had people hire me because it motivates their staff when they earn media exposure. Another business wanted the media exposure on their website because they wanted to franchise their business and they thought that would make them look. But I think the biggest reason is people want to build their business. They want to build brand awareness. They want everybody to know who they are and what they do. So they want media exposure because it is the quickest, fastest way to get your name out there. Um, but because of that, it's very hard. It's very competitive. It's probably, you know, I mean, look at your inbox. Look at all the emails you receive. And I'm sure most of them are people like, Pat, put me on your podcast. A lot, because, yes. <laughs> yeah, because that's, you know, you are you are a form of media exposure, you know, in the podcast world for online entrepreneurs. So I think a lot of people look at advertising. They look to advertising in um, as a way to earn media exposure. But advertising it doesn't only cost more, but in my opinion, it's less effective because think of when you're watching TV, you usually fast forward through the commercials because you're watching something on DVR. When you're looking at a magazine, you want to read the stories, the editorials. You don't want to look at the ads. So it means a little bit more when you earn that media exposure. It's almost like a third party endorsement. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And it's more authoritative, I think, when it's seen that way. Um, and like you said, there's also a lot of exposure there too. And if you could strategically pick out where you want to be based on where your audience is, like you said earlier, then then that's fantastic. It's going to be a win a win all all around. Okay, so I'm I'm convinced. Where does one start to prepare before they start reaching out? Do I need anything like a media kit, or what what do I need beforehand to prepare myself for reaching out? Well, what you need depends on where you're reaching out to. So if you're reaching out to TV, you're going to need to be media trained you have to be able to speak comfortably and conversationally and you're going to need video. So, you know, like you said, Fox came to your house. They wanted to see where you work and mm -hmm. what it's like working from home and in your element. If you're doing a magazine or a newspaper article, that's not important. They want quotes from you. They may want some high resolution pictures if they're printing it. So things like that are what you should keep in mind. And that, again, goes with knowing your goal, where you want to be. But you also want to have a story. Um, I said the number one mistake people make when they pitch the media is they send the same email to a thousand people at once. Mm -hmm. The second one would be that they're not pitching anything newsworthy. It's like everybody wants a free commercial um, and everybody thinks their product or their service is the next best thing, which it may be, but it has to be newsworthy. There has to be some kind of newsworthy element to it. Um, for example, I, I represented an Italian restaurant and on, you know, those, those stupid holidays every other day where it's like national think yesterday, <laughs> right. not Donut too long day, ago. Cup, was, cupcake day, doggy yes, day. Exactly. Exactly. And that's a perfect opportunity to take advantage. If you are a baker and you sell a lot of cupcakes and on national cupcake day, like two weeks before that hits, you need to be prepping. You need to be pitching your local TV stations and saying, hey, it's National Cupcake Day. I can come in and I can show you how to make these. I can do a demonstration. We can have a taste test. You have to make yourself newsworthy. You can't just pitch yourself to pitch because like we just talked about, 
your inbox is overflowing with people who are doing that. Nobody wants to give you a free commercial. They want to tell a good story. So you have to give them a good story. What if internally people are listening to this right now and they're like, you know, I don't have a good story yet, or they just don't believe that they're worthy of being on media. Should they even give it a shot or is there some work that needs to be done beforehand? I think they should give it a shot. The worst that can happen is is you're ignored or you're told no. That's really the worst that could happen when you pitch. And everybody has a story to tell. Um, it may not be the story you think you want to tell. For example, I tell a lot of people when they pitch themselves, forget about your brand, forget about your business, forget about your product. You need to pitch yourself to help these people, to help these viewers, to help these readers. So you don't only pitch your product or your service if it's warranted, but you also pitch yourself as an expert in your industry. And that also depends on what you do. Like Pat, you are an expert in your industry. You have, um, you know, you have your book and you have um, an online course that goes along with your book and you're always coming out with new products and things. And those are good pitches, but you pitching yourself as an expert in your industry is even better. And if you think about it, Everybody is an expert in what they do. If you spend all day every day doing something, you are an expert at it. If you spend all day every day making macaroni and cheese, then you probably make the best macaroni and cheese in the world. So you can talk about that. I'm sure there's a macaroni and cheese day. Right, I was going to say. <laughs> For those people, is. that'd be perfect. <laughs> but I mean, it's great to pitch yourself as an expert in your industry. And then there's also a thing, people call it newsjacking. Mm. Um but I think it's a way to stay relevant. For example, one of my clients right now, he is in um, the pharmaceutical world and EpiPen is making international yeah. news. With they just hiked up their price. prices, yeah. So it's a great way to not only get my client to comment as an expert in his industry, but also to slide in what he does, how it relates, how he can make the situation better. So if you think you don't have a good story to tell, Look at relevant news that is happening now. Look at your industry news. Think about, I mean, walk around where you work and look at things that you may not think there's a story there, but after digging a little deeper, asking your customers questions, asking your coworkers questions, you can find a story there. And it's really just a process of doing that every other week, coming up with a new pitch, finding new media to pitch and getting your brand awareness out there. That's great. I think a lot of people would struggle, however, with tooting their own horn, where does that line exist when you're reaching out to somebody and you're saying, you know, I'm the expert here, I'm, I'm, I'm the best at this versus, you know, the cocky side of that? Yeah, I mean, I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. Now, for me, I don't know if it happened when I turned 30 or after I had kids, but all of a sudden, I just really, I stopped caring about what other people thought. Mm -hmm. And I have a business to run. As a business owner, I wear many hats. And I am my own publicist. So it is my job to publicize myself. And I think that's just something, I mean, I have no shame in promoting myself. Uh, and I think that's something as business owners that you have to do, because if you're not going to toot your own horn, and I mean, do it ethically, like don't be a jerk about it. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are ways to do it, but I think if you're not going to do it, then who is? You have to get out there and, and promote yourself or else nobody is going to know what you do. Mm -hmm. And it's it has worked for me. I mean, I toot my own horn, pump my own tires on my social media, and that has led to work. Because if I didn't do that, then people wouldn't know who I am or what I do. 
Love it. Thank you for that. I think that's really inspiring for everybody who's listening out there who's kind of like, I don't know if this is right for me, but you guys can do it. And I think I'm going to be a little bit more proactive about this uh, come the next year for sure too. So thank you for the inspiration, Christina. Okay, so in terms of where to go out and reach in, in the kinds of media, there's there's television, of course, there's magazines, newspapers, radio. Are there any other ones that we're kind of missing here? Are those kind of like the big four? Well, there's podcasts like this one, Pat. Oh, how did I miss that one? <laughs> this is a pretty big one. Um, there's blogs. There's there's a lot of stuff, and it's always changing because you know with social media, I feel like there's there's a new platform to be on every other day that I can't even keep up. But again, I think you need to instead of thinking about oh I want to be here, I want to be there, and thinking big, you need to think of where your audience is. And where do they go? Like your audience, the, I mean, you, you're lucky that you're approached by people, but you're, you're on a different level than a lot of other people who probably listen to your show. They are not as well known as you. So they need to give a little effort, but they could pitch Forbes and Fox News and an entrepreneur, and they could get featured with a great story just like you have been. Um, again, it all goes back to knowing where your audience is. If your audience doesn't read magazines, then forget about magazines. Mm -hmm. For TV, the big thing there is to think local because um, a lot of TV stations, a lot of local TV stations, they feed to the bigger ones. For example, the last station I worked at was the NBC station in Miami, and that's an O&O. So their stuff, it goes straight to network. So that could be on the Today Show. That could be on Nightly News. Um, so even if you live in a, a little city, it's a tiny market. I worked in Beaumont, Texas, teeny tiny Beaumont, Texas, but I worked for the ABC affiliate. And if you got a great story that goes in the feeds and network ABC could pick it up, it could air on all the ABC stations across the country. And I think starting local, forget about the big, the big magazines, the big newspapers, Oprah. right? Forget about Oprah. She's oh, great, man. but don't think about her right now. You okay. need to start. Okay. You need to start local in your city, in your town. You know, there's always those little, you have your big city newspaper and then you have the little, the little town newspaper, mm -hmm. wherever you live. You need to focus on those first and work your way out. Because like I said, when it comes to finding a newsworthy story, it has to be newsworthy. And the number one thing that makes it newsworthy is your location. You are a local person doing this. You are a local person doing that. So the battle's already won there because you're local. So start local and then use that media to work your way up. Love it. Okay, so let's hypothetical example. Let's say I'm a physical trainer and you know I have clients and stuff and I'm just wanting to expand my business. Maybe I do some interesting things that other physical trainers don't, but where would I even start? Would it be, and what, what would be easiest for me? I guess the, low, the lowest hanging fruit for me as a physical trainer to go out and expand my business in that way. I would, I would assume maybe it's um, something related to fitness on a segment on TV. Yes, I would say look, watch the TV stations and look at what they're doing on the weekend morning shows. Like a five o'clock, six o'clock story on a weekday probably won't happen. But on the weekend morning shows, or maybe some sometimes on the weekday morning shows, they'll have like a fun newscast at 11 or noon and they'll bring in guests. And when you notice what stations are bringing in guests at what times, you do your homework and you contact those producers, you contact the assignment desk and you say, hey, I notice you usually have guests on this newscast at this time. I'm a personal trainer. I'd love to come in. I'll bring my workout clothes. Your anchor, your meteorologist can put on their workout clothes. And we'll do a quick three-minute segment on 
getting in shape for the new year or getting in shape for summer. Love it. Keeping so it you, relevant you, to like what's keeping happening. Keeping it relevant and knowing who you're pitching and being specific about the pitch. And if you want to go print, you need to have a story. So maybe you started working with somebody who was obese and in six months they lost 100 pounds. So you want to team up with that person that you've been training and then go to the media and say, hey, look, we have this great story to tell. We have before and after pictures. This has changed this person's life and this is how he's done it. We're both local. We love this city. We'd love to share our story with people in the city. Love it. I have a plan. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Thank you. Thank you for that. And for TV, you had mentioned being media trained. Um, Is that something that everybody should go and get like get classes for what, what does media train mean essentially? I don't necessarily think you need classes. I mean, some people are just naturally comfortable. Um, it definitely gets better with practice, but with TV, you need to be ready like five minutes ago. So for example, if you are going to pitch your local station in San Diego, Pat, Mm -hmm. and they said, okay, great. We're coming out now. Like literally that is how it happens. I, many times I've been pitched and I'd call and I'd be like, okay, well, we're going to come out in an hour. Oh, no, 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 we're not ready. We need, we need to set oh, this gosh. up. We need to set this up for three days. And I'm I like, need to uh, throw up first really quick. <laughs> <laughs> like TV doesn't work like that. I mean, I would go in at 930 in the morning and from start to finish, I would need everything done to be live at five o'clock. It happens the day of. So when you pitch the media specifically for TV, but for print too, depending on what you're pitching, if it's a breaking news situation, you need to be ready pretty quickly. But for TV, I mean, you need to have all of your ducks in a row before you pitch the media because they're going to want to talk to you pretty quickly. And when I say media trained, that basically means talking like we're talking now. I mean, I'm not trying to use big fancy words, A, because I don't know a whole lot of them, and B... (laughs) it's just not the way people talk. When you see people talking on TV, you want them to just talk like a normal person. And some people who actually need the most media training are like the doctors and the lawyers who their vocabulary is not like ours just in general on a normal professional basis. And you really need, I don't want to say dumb it down because that doesn't sound nice, but be conversational and ignore the camera. And I, that's what I tell people before I interview them. And it sounds, I mean, it's easy for me to say I've done it for 10 years and it's something that sounds easier said than done, but really being media trained is just learning to ignore the camera and talk like you're having a conversation with one person. Love it. And then when we reaching out to bloggers or podcasters, um, people who are posting content online. Do you have any specific strategies for for getting their attention? I mean, we had mentioned personalizing, even doing videos and stuff, but are there any other secrets that you have um, kind of under your sleeve? I think personalizing is good. Um, The only reason I created a video for you, Pat, because you said in a podcast that you get a bunch of emails with people asking to be on your podcast. And if you got a video, you would watch it. So I said, oh, well, gosh, let me get a video set up here for Pat. Send it to him. <laughs> and the, the interesting story behind that for everybody listening is I actually hadn't watched it right away. And Christina followed up to make sure I watched it. And not in a mean way or anything like that, but just like pinging me and letting me know that that was there. And, you know, I, I'm getting so busy now, but I made time to watch it after the follow-up. And as we've heard on the show before, the fortune is often in the follow-up, um, which begs the question with those who you reach out to on media, um, whether it's blogs or podcasts or 
even TV or radio or, or whatever, do you follow up with them if they don't answer back or if they say, oh yeah, maybe not now, but maybe next time? Do you ever like keep track of that and use specific tools to make sure you actually follow up on that? I do follow up just because I've been on the other side of it and I know an email can get lost so easily. Like if I don't like the subject line, I delete it. Um, Another thing I would do and I would suggest people don't do is do not create a press release and write press release in the subject line because (laughs) you will be deleted. Um, I delete those right away too. Right? Like they're so long and boring. So you're not even going to open them. Is that why you delete them? That's why I delete them. I also delete the ones that come from somebody else on behalf of the person who's wanting to be on the show. So you almost want somebody to toot their own horn to you. Yeah, I do. I, I, I honestly do. And just don't be mean to me. But other than that, <laughs> feel free to share everything about you um, in the yeah. most precise way that, that you can. Um, speaking of keeping track of things, do you use any tools to keep track, uh, to like help you keep a beat on what's happening out there related to your brand? I know there's tools like Google Alerts that I use for when smart passive income is mentioned or Pat Flynn is mentioned, although there's a lot of Pat Flynn's out there, so I have I had to turn that one off. There's like a rapper in Ireland named Pat Flynn and not really my kind of brand, so I'd, <laughs> I, I'd stay away from that one. But are there any other tools that you use specifically for keeping a beat on what's happening in and around your brand, maybe even keeping track of competitors and the just so you can stay hot on what's, to, what's what the hot topics are? Yeah, I also use Google Alerts. And with the business name Medium Haven, I have the same problem as you do with Pat Flynn. So I focus on my name, which is kind of common as well. But yeah, Google Alerts is really good to keep track of what's going on. Um, also for the media, I suggest people using Harrow. H-A-R-O. It stands for help a reporter out. It's a free service and you sign up for that. And three times a day, it's almost like the media is not only pitching you, but the media is giving you ideas of what you can pitch to other media. Um, You can get three emails a day and it is from a bunch of journalists across the country with different topics. They're looking for an expert in their industry. Every time they're looking for an expert in their industry. So um, I would definitely take advantage of that if you're looking for media exposure. I know a lot of people have had great success with that. And the Mm -hmm. secret to getting success with that is answering fast. If the email comes in at 930, you see it at 931, you've got to go through it and answer quickly because they get a lot of responses. Um, Besides my little um, to-do list with my paper right beside my computer because I'm old school like that, Mm -hmm. I do like Google Docs. I keep track of everything in Google Docs. I keep track of who I pitch and what the pitch is. So I know, A, not to pitch them the same thing again, or B, that I need to follow up with them. And I also keep track of when I follow up with them because I don't want to be that person that sends the same thing to the same person multiple times or that doesn't follow up because I know that an email can get lost in the shuffle. So mm-hmm. when I follow up, you know, sometimes I, like I'll make note. I think when I, when I emailed you, Pat, like I know I'm a bunch of emails in your inbox, so I'm going to make it short and sweet. Like the video I sent you, I think I didn't even go past two minutes because I know you don't have time for that. Yeah, no, it was, it was perfect. You did it in the exact way that it should have been done. And I was, it's actually really interesting that you just mentioned Google Docs or, or like Google spreadsheets to keep track of all that. I, I had thought you being the expert with PR and managing all this stuff, there was going to be some fancy tool that you're going to mention. And I'm, I'm actually quite surprised and I'm thankful for that because, you know, we just got to keep it simple sometimes, even though there are those CRM tools or customer relationship management tools that can kind of automate everything. You get notifications and all this, like 
for me, every time I've tried to go too far, it's always just kind of worked against me. So I like that you kind of are keeping it simple there. Yeah, no, I, I tried using Trello because I'm I'm friends with Dana, who's been on your show with mm-hmm. Boss Mom. Dana's great. And she raves about Trello. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta try this. And I felt like, okay, so I have a, a to-do list on my computer and then I have a to-do list by my desk and then I have the to-do list in my head. Like this is too much going on. I honestly prefer my to-do list. I, I print it out and then I make my notes on it, you know, throughout the week, next two weeks. And then I update it and I print out a new one. Honestly, like it sounds very crazy, but my biggest form of organization is my notebook and my to-do list on my desk. But for everything else, I, I love Google Docs. And I was a little late to the Google Docs game. I was doing everything on Microsoft Word on my computer. And then when I discovered Google Docs, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> I can access this anywhere. And it's like the same thing, but better. Yeah, totally. I love it. And now I want to reiterate what you had mentioned earlier, just before we skip over that topic, the help, helpareporterout.com. I found that to be very useful too. I was getting overwhelmed from all the emails, but if, um, and like that plus all the emails I normally get, that's it was just too much. But for a lot of people I know, especially those who are starting out looking to get get that exposure, you know, you can get pretty lucky on on Haro if you're really fast to answer. So I'm glad you mentioned that. That's helpareporter.com, right? I think it's helpareporter.com is Haro. Um, or you can look it up on Google and, and find it. But, you know, the cool thing about all this for everybody listening is that, you know, none of this really costs much. Like it doesn't really cost very much to to get that exposure. You're just kind of investing your time up front. Is that really the the true reality of it? A hundred percent. That's so true. The only thing is, is it takes time to do it and to do it right. It takes time, just like anything, you know, like anybody can manage a Facebook account, but to do it and to do it right, it takes some time and some research and, and, you know, you have to put a little bit of, of extra effort into it. Um, and I was noticing when I started my business a little over a year ago that a lot of people, they, they wanted PR, but they couldn't afford it. Like they couldn't afford to hire somebody, mm-hmm. but they wanted media exposure. They knew they had great stories to tell and they wanted, they wanted brand awareness, but they had, you know, like an extra $500 a month. And I haven't heard of anybody charging less than 2,000, a month. And that's, you know, a monthly retainer with a six month contract. So a lot of, you know, new entrepreneurs and startups and solopreneurs, they can't afford it. So that actually prompted me. It's like, okay, well, finally, I was like, okay, well, this is a problem that a lot of people are having. Mm -hmm. So I created an online course and it's called Master Your PR. And it basically just teaches everyone how to do this step by step. What I would do for you if you were my client I'm going to teach you how to do all of this. And it's totally free. It's completely free. Like advertising is not, but PR is. It's not only free, but it's much more effective if you just take the time to do it. Like learning how to do it is the easy part, but taking the time to actually execute it, that's the hard part. Yeah, let's talk about that really quick. In terms of like rhythm, if somebody's just getting started with going out there and reaching out in this way, what would be a good number in terms of how many to reach out to how many to try and land, um, you know, per week or month? I think it's it's really up to the person and how much they want. Um, mm-hmm. And you you can keep on going and keep on going. Like you can send out a hundred different pitches a month and get zero responses, or you can send out ten and get five responses. It really just depends 
on who you're pitching and what your story is. And that's the trickiest part about media relations is like I always tell my clients, look, I'm going to work my butt off for you, but I have no guarantees. I cannot promise you that you are going to get in these publications or be on these newscasts, but I'm going to work hard for you. And it just, it sucks that you can work so hard at trying to earn something. And at the end of the day, it's kind of out of your control. Like I could pitch you, Pat, like, Pat, put me on your podcast. I'm amazing. I think you're amazing. This would be great. But if you're not feeling it at the end of the day, there's nothing I can do. Mm -hmm. So that's the hard part about media relations. And I think, you know, it it gets discouraging to hear the no's, but if it were easy, everybody would do it and everybody would be everywhere. So you just have to, you know, have your goal, keep track of who you're pitching, do your follow-ups, and then it eventually will become a routine. And eventually you will get those media hits or you will get feedback. And when you do get those media hits, you're going to be building a connection with people in the industry. And if you give them everything they want on a silver platter, then they're going to call you back. I can give you an example of that. So I have I have a little side hustle, I call it. It's actually, nice. it's, it's a local lifestyle family blog. It's Mascara Maven, a little spinoff for Media Maven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was promoting myself on my social media and somebody said, oh, she would be great for a local like steals and deals segment on this NBC station once a month. So, I, so I'm doing this local segment as the local family blogger, um, doing steals and deals like you'd see on Good Morning America or the Today Show. And instead of just showing up on the day of my segment with these products I'm going to show, I write the script for the anchors. I send it to the producer. So they literally don't have to do a thing. I write the script. I give them the lower thirds that you're going to see on the TV with the website and with what the deal is, with the code to use at checkout. They don't have to do a thing. I just show up. I take my three minutes to do it and I'm done. And when you hand the media everything they want on a silver platter, they're going to come back to you and they're going to ask for more. And that's just going to lead to more media attention for you and your business. Because people in the media, let me tell you, we are overworked and underpaid. So the more you can do for the media, the better situation you're going to be. No joke. When I was nine months pregnant, working in TV in Miami, I was carrying around my own camera and tripod, knocking on sex offenders doors in the not so nice neighborhoods of Miami. Like that is how overworked and underpaid the media is. Like they're doing everything. Mm -hmm. So if you can give them everything they need, it will put you in a better position to earn more media in the future. I love that. And I I know firsthand one of my friends uh, from school um, she has a real estate business, uh, the Avenue Home Collective dot com here in San Diego. Has sort of a specialty boutique real estate situation. She got on the on the radio at one point and just crushed it. Right, she just killed it. And they signed her up to have this like regular segment now on on the show. So she like just because she delivered everything that they had wanted and more, she's she has now more exposure without her even having to try anymore. Yeah, exactly. And that's how it works. I mean, and that's why it's so important to build relationships because one media hit, it can either lead to more of the same thing or more of other things. Either way, it's a win-win for you. Love it. Christina, this has been a fantastic conversation. I learned a lot. I know everybody else listening did as well. 
If you can give us your URL uh, one more time or where people can find you, that would be fantastic. Yeah, it's mediamavenandmore.com and all of the links to my social media are there and I have a blog there. I try to post about once a week with some tips, tricks, and strategies to help you earn media exposure. So it's all there at mediamavenandmore.com. Awesome. And what was the name of that course one more time? It's Master Your PR. And there's a link to it on my site, but you can also find more about it at masteryourpr.com. So if you want publicity, but you can't afford to pay a big monthly retainer, you can teach yourself how to do it. Awesome. Christina, you rock. Thank you so much. We appreciate you and all the best. Thank you, Pat. Bye. All right, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Christina. As I mentioned before, you can find her at mediamavenandmore.com. She has a lot of great info uh, there. All her social media channels are linked to there as well, as she said. And also the links and the resources mentioned in this particular show can be found at smartpassiveincome.com slash session 242. Again, smartpassiveincome.com slash session 242. And if you're listening to this and you haven't been over to the blog for a while, uh, come on over. It's 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 uh, always updating. We're always adding new things on the site, and there's just a lot of great content that you can find there for my over eight years of generating free content for you to help you in your journey with building and succeeding with an online business. So again, go ahead and check it out. Hey, really quick, I wanna let you know about a page on the website that might be really helpful for you. A lot of you are already taking action on what you've heard on the podcast, which is fantastic, but a lot of you have also messaged me asking for more deeper information, more fine-tuned and highly targeted information for specific problems and pains that you might be having. So what I did was I actually put together a few courses. There's more courses actually coming down the road, uh, but you could check out all the courses and things that are available to you there at smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. My team and I have worked really hard to put together the best information that'll help you solve specific problems that you might be having in your business. So if you're just starting out and you need help and you need accountability, handholding, you want a community behind this as well, check it out, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. You can see what's available there. All different kinds of courses to help you through a number of different things you might be working on. And like I said, there are more courses coming down the road too. So one more time, smartpassiveincome.com slash courses. Thanks so much. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening and spending time with me today. And I look forward to serving you in the next episode of the Smart Passive Income Podcast. Until then, keep pushing forward. Keep working on one thing at a time. And uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, please do. Thanks. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Smart Passive Income Podcast at www.smartpassiveincome.com. So podcasting is obviously a big deal here at SPI. And today, I'm so excited to tell you about our newest podcast. Yes, a brand new podcast called Flops. Flops is all about exploring, celebrating, and normalizing failure in the entrepreneurial journey. Every entrepreneur experiences failure at some point. So I love that we're just facing it head on here. And the show is hosted by two members of the team, Karen and Ray. And in it, they talk to entrepreneurs who have had stumbles, setbacks, and flat-out failures. These guests are honest and generous with their stories, and I think they offer hope and encouragement for all other entrepreneurs out there because we all experience it, right? We all experience failure. For example, in the first episode, Ray talks to John who got caught up in a Ponzi scheme. It's a story with twists and turns that will keep you hooked. It's a great story. I highly recommend you check it out. But one thing I love about Flops is that it doesn't dwell on the failure and it always finds a bright side. I really love it, and I think you will too. 
So the first season of Flops has already started with new episodes dropping on Wednesdays. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also listen at smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. Again, that's smartpassiveincome.com slash flops. I hope you enjoy it.